How you doing? It's me, Cindy. Okay, it's stressful. But life can be stressful sometimes. What's different about this is that it's a shared experience. We're all in this together. And until it's behind us, which it will be at some point, for now we've got to find a way to be okay, or as okay as we can. So here's some of the tools I've put to work to soothe or reduce or even temporarily sidestep the stress. The first and most important for me is keeping connected to my family and friends. Isolation can be a challenge. Okay, painful, hard, sad. But if I'm committed to keeping myself and the ones I love safe, then it is what it is. But it doesn't mean that I have to sit alone in the house with the blinds down. Hell no. If you listen to episode 48 on staying sane, astronaut Scott Kelly said one way to cope with isolation is to stay connected to people. I'm all about that. This week, through the saving grace of technology, I got to have face-to-face visits with Catherine, Lane, and little Fiona, my mom, Jill, Marissa and Mason, Miranda, Dawn, some group chats with Brett and Donna, and with Patty and Adele, plenty of phone time, Bob, Mary, Megan, Jim, Judy, Keith, Doug, Paul, Debbie, Moses, texting with Laura, Anthony, Pam, Liz. That's at least double or maybe triple the people I'm normally in touch with in a week. And I gotta tell you, that's pretty sweet. There are a few things about all those various chat fests that are really wonderful. First, like a lot of us right now, I have the luxury of time to connect. There are a lot of people I normally never have a half hour or hour to dive into a deep conversation with, and now I do, and I can. So I'm in, and I gotta say, loving it. Also, the people in my life are such an emotional anchor for me. I know I can turn to any one of them when I need comfort or encouragement or to be cheered up or talked down, and they know I'm here for them as well if they need a pep talk or a different perspective or just somebody to listen as they vent. When you think about it, when everything else is stripped away, it's our people that matter most. And spending time, especially that face-to-face time we can set up with Skype or FaceTime or Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp or Zoom or whatever other options we've got, can make the difference, if not quite disappear, at least shrink dramatically. I learned that when Catherine was doing a semester in Ireland. Having your daughter thousands of miles away can be like, ah! But we set up Skype and could check in eye-to-eye and make it feel so much more normal and so much less stressful. So if you're not already figuring out a way to see the people you love, you may want to give it a try. In between connecting with your peeps, you might want to spend some time connecting with nature. Yeah, that also came up in episode 48, but it's worth saying again. And if you heard the last bonus episode, Three Minutes Peace, you know what I mean. That was just the sounds of nature. The breeze making the chimes ring, the birds singing their little hearts out. It was so calming and so charming, I had to share. It reminds me of the purpose behind Japanese forest bathing, treating yourself to some time in the sun, spotting the first daffodils and early flowering bushes, watching the progress of buds on the trees getting fatter every day. Is it me or are the birds going just crazy singing this year? Maybe they really are, or maybe it's that I'm more aware and way more appreciative. But I know I'm finding them very soothing. I'm on a search for soothing. To help keep shifting my perspective from dark to light, looking for the silver lining, watching and listening for tiny joys that keep my optimism from fading. So I head out. And aside from being soothing and beautiful, it's also really good at redirecting my attention from what's wrong to what's really okay. 
But what about when you can't fight off the stress anymore and you're on the verge of collapsing into a heaping pile of sobbing your heart out? You could go for it. It's not a sign of weakness or surrender or failure or embarrassment or mental collapse. It's your body's way of reducing stress. See? It's good for you. Turns out there's a lot of science behind why crying is good for you. Interestingly, not the tearing up by cutting an onion or getting something in your eye, but the tears triggered by sadness, stress, worry, any unhappiness, or even a great well of love or joy. Those emotional tears release a cocktail of hormones that leave us feeling relieved and more relaxed. So if you feel a wave of tears coming on, don't fight it. Think of it as a cleansing, a natural catharsis, your body working to level itself out. And even though you'll have to suffer ugly crying face, you'll feel better afterwards. You know what else is really good for your emotional well-being? Getting enough sleep. But if worry or just a racing brain is holding you back from slipping into dreamland, try being grateful. Not for staying awake, but for what you have in your life that's good. There's a line from a song in the movie White Christmas where Bing Crosby sings to Rosemary Clooney, If you're worried and you can't sleep, just count your blessings instead of sheep. Okay, I never counted sheep, but this still makes sense to me. And science says it'll help you sleep better and longer, which helps to smooth out your nervous system. Thinking about all that's good in your life, and no matter what troubles we're facing at any given time, there's always good even if it's just being tucked in bed with the day behind you. Also, it helps sleep come easier if you turn off and back away from screens at least two hours before bedtime, because, and I know I've said this before, but it deserves to be said again, the backlit display of your eye anything or phone or tablet or computer can suppress the production of melatonin, which is the king of your body clock, by over 20%. Melatonin regulates when and how much you are asleep or awake, and getting enough sleep can make all the difference in how you manage through challenging days. Maybe instead of screen time, you could have a new nightly ritual. How about soaking in a hot bath? How often do you take an actual bath? For the most part, I tend to be a grab a shower and go girl, but Jill is an avid bather, turning it most times into a lovely, soothing ritual. Well, Jill has long ago discovered something that most of us miss. It turns out a hot bath is wildly beneficial. Way beyond the getting clean provided by showers, a hot bath that you sink into, doesn't that sound good, is so relaxing because it calms your nervous system, reduces stress and anxiety levels, makes your blood flow easier, helps you breathe deeper and slower, can relieve cold and flu symptoms, can kill bacteria and boost immunity. And if you want even more benefits, add a scoop of Epsom salts, which is a natural muscle relaxer and will have an even greater soothing effect. And if you time your bath right before bedtime and soaking instead of screen time, falling asleep will be that much easier. Another way I'm corralling stress as best I can is to cut way down on the newsfeed. I figure I'll find out what I need to know if there's anything I really need to know, but what I don't need and what isn't going to help me in any way is to watch some talking head dive into if or maybe or go down a dark road of what may or may not happen at some point. You know what I mean? Give me the hard facts and then just shut up. I know there are news junkies tuning in and getting a steady diet of supposition and possibilities and potential disasters, but other than kicking an adrenaline and feeding an already on-edge population, what good is it doing for anyone other than the news media that's cashing in on soaring viewership? 
It's their business. But that's messing with my well-being and maybe yours. So just think about that and maybe skip the news feed and see if your stress level doesn't magically diminish to any degree. I read another idea for chillin'. It's an interesting brain exercise to talk yourself down. It's about reframing to give yourself some control over your thoughts. It's using if, then, to stay positive and to remind yourself that you are the boss of your brain. Think of a challenge or concern like, if I can't go see my daughter and pick a positive solution or response, then I will make her download Skype and visit that way. Or... If I get overwhelmed with sadness and worry, then I will give in to a long, lovely, stress-releasing cry. Now you try it. If, then. Think of it as a make-your-own-mantra. And one last thing, speaking of mantras, meditation has come up in several of my face or phone calls this week. Jill, of course, meditates daily and has for years. But I've always had a hard time getting my monkey brain to quit swinging through trees and sit still. Paul was saying that he uses an app called Insight Timer, which actually talks you through guided meditations so you're not on your own and less likely to wander down another path. Mike uses the Headspace app, which he likes because it has a bunch of options for happiness, mindfulness, coping with stress, which is really the goal here. There's also the app called Calm and dozens of others, but the method that sounds the best to me right now isn't an app at all. It comes highly recommended to me by Brett, who explained the whole thing about color meditation, which the name alone makes me feel better. She says, you start with the color red. Imagine it in your toes, flowing up to your ankles, your legs, all the way up, filling your body to the top of your head, and then start back at your toes with orange, then yellow, green, blue, purple, and finally, clear white light filling up your body. And by then, I'm going to imagine you must feel pretty darn good. I haven't gotten to the white light part, actually. I only got as far as red up to my toes and I fell asleep. But, you know, sleep's good too. All of it's good, or at least it can be a helpful toolbox to dig through when stress is looming large. If you need more or want to delve deeper, there are other episodes of the It's Me, Cindy podcast that relate, like Be Here Now or Stop Worrying and I'm Great, that explore other paths to the sunny side of the street, or just give you some more ideas to be less stressed today, tomorrow, long after this stretch of time is behind us.